It is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, it's a time to remember military men and women who, uh, who died in service of our country. And this weekend is a, it, it's a time of remembrance and solemn gratitude for their service. As I think about the, uh, the wars that our nation has fought, I'm moved by the, the courage, the, the honor, the loyalty, and the duty of those soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines. I'm also saddened and even horrified uh, by what people are capable of doing to each other, what we are capable of doing to each other. Pause and remember, because I think a lot of times when we think about war, it's like way back in the past. But pause and remember that the bloodiest war of all time was fought less than 100 years ago. You know, World War II, uh, some 60 million people killed in combat. And when you add to that deaths from famine and disease that were caused by the war and the Holocaust, it's close to 90 million people. That, that, that's just mind-boggling to think of, of that many people dying between 1935 and, or no, 1939 and 1945. This holiday, it really fits with Jesus' words to his disciples in our gospel reading when he says, in this world you will have tribulation. You know, that word um, that gets translated tribulation there, it's been softened in other translations. But that's a good word. It's the turmoil and the, the struggle and, and, and all of the things that go on. You know, you could argue that the whole history of the world is moving from one tribulation to another. And part of, part of the reason the argumentation works honestly is because we're, we're fascinated by war. You know, when you look at where people want to focus, they, they want to focus on those times of change and, and those times of struggle, which often are related to war. They don't study the peace times. You know, people don't buy books about, you know, how there was 100 years of peace and, you know, they, they buy it about World War II and the Civil War and, and, and all of those kinds of things. But another reason that, that this works is, is because everyone experiences tribulations and troubles as part and parcel of life in a fallen world. In a life, in a world that is full of brokenness. And when those tribulations come, they hurt. And pain is very memorable. There is, however, a beautiful scene in Revelation that I think speaks a word of hope into this concept that in this world we will have tribulation. So in Revelation, St. John, um, he sees this, this expansive vision. And he sees all the saints gathered in glory. All the, all the Christians and believers of, of all time gathered there before the throne of God. You can find this in Revelation chapter 7. And he sees this multitude of people from every nation, every tribe, every people in every language. And they're wearing white robes. 
and they're holding palm branches and they sing, salvation belongs to our God and to the Lamb. And then this, this question gets asked, and they, they say, these people in white robes, who are they? Where'd they come from? And the answer is, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. On earth, when Jesus is still sitting there with the disciples at the Last Supper, he says, in this life, in this world, you will have tribulation. And in heaven, Jesus gives John a vision of all of God's people from all time. And he says, these are the ones who came out of the great tribulation. It's really the same picture from two different vantage points. I'm not saying that there won't be joy and happiness. There is. You know, God blesses us with with beautiful and joyful moments throughout our lives. But there will be tribulation. There will be trouble. You know, it's one of those things, when, when Jesus says there will be something, you should probably perk up your ears and pay attention to that. Hopefully, we're not going to experience the kind of tribulation that, that comes from war. Um, I, I sure hope that we never see another time of tribulation like World War II. But we, but we all experience it. Tribulation, trials. Troubles. Some of you are going through stuff right now that if you were to start talking about it, you'd have tears running down your cheeks because it hurts. You know, the trials and tribulations of our lives, they, they vary in significance, but they are there. Jesus' disciples. In our reading, they were about to experience uh, 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 some real tribulation, some real existential problems, because this prophet, this man that they followed, this teacher uh, who they believed to be the Messiah, was about to be betrayed, arrested, and crucified. Everything that they'd lived their lives for the last few years is going to be taken away from them in just a few hours. Yeah. You and I, we experience different kinds of troubles in our lives. And they're both physical and spiritual. And, and sometimes they seem to maybe lean one way or the other, but they're both physical and spiritual. They're not either physical or spiritual. They're both. Because we're both physical and spiritual. I mean, if your child gets sick... That's a physical problem, right? Okay, this is the, what, 21st century? That's a physical problem. We understand germs and viruses and things like that, right? Yeah, it's a physical problem. But, parents, is that not a spiritual problem as you worry about your child and you pray for him or her? It's both. Or if you're overwhelmed with sorrow and guilt because you did something stupid or terrible, because we do these things sometimes, does that not impact your physical life, your relationship, and can't it even impact your health too? We're always tempted 
to, to separate the physical and the spiritual. And, and this goes all the way back across history. You can see this, that, you know, this is spiritual, this is physical, and ne'er the twain shall meet. Guess what? They meet, and we are they. They're always at work in us because we're both, you know, this, this spiritual being and this physical being that God created us to be. And, and so we're always tempted to separate them, but it's just not possible. So when we have financial burdens and there's trouble at work or there's annoyance with the government or there's sickness or your kid's car has a problem or whatever it is, it impacts us physically and spiritually. And by the way, this works with the good things of life, life too. We're an abundance of comfort and pleasure and wealth. These good physical things that come to our lives, they, they can lead us into temptation and sin too because they can become like a kind of idolatry when our lives revolve around them. Jesus says, in this world you will have tribulation, you will have trouble. And that trouble, it's a form of struggle that, that, that can play out in, in spiritual warfare. As the devil, the world, and our sinful nature seek to pull us away from Jesus, our crucified and risen Savior, there's always a temptation that lurks within us to, to rely on something other than Jesus to get us through this life to redeem us, to justify us. There's always the temptation to put our hope in something other than God's love and his forgiveness. And this, this, this struggle can be life-shattering. People make terrible choices to comfort themselves, to gain pleasure, to protect their feelings, to dull the pain to ease the heartache. And when I say people do these things, we're, we're, we're people, right? At least most of us. That, I'm glad some of you chuckled at that. And others looked up like, wait, what? Yeah, we're people who make terrible choices sometimes. We sin. And sin brings tribulation into our lives. And how are we going to overcome these tribulations? How will we overcome the struggles that we face in life? Well, you know, I'm thinking back to that gospel reading, and Jesus said something about prayer in our reading. Maybe that's the answer, that, that if we just pray really hard and, you know, we really focus in on that, will we then overcome? Well, no, because that kind of puts the focus back on us, doesn't it? If we do. And we're actually putting our trust in ourselves then. But did you notice what Jesus said about prayer? He said that the Father answers our prayers because he loves us. And as we go through a world and we experience tribulation, that is kind of our grounding and our foundation that we return to over and over again. That the God who created us loves us. And the practice of prayer is rooted in God's love for us, not our love for him. 
It has his love that, that moved him to give his only begotten son to redeem us from our sin and, and from death and from the tribulation and troubles of the world that flow from them at its foundation and at its core. Prayer is good, and we should pray. The prayers of those whose sins have been forgiven are powerful and effective. That's a good thing to have when we're going through times of trouble and tribulation. But ultimately, they're effective and powerful, not because of the person saying the prayer, but because of the one who loves us and hears the prayer. Because of the one who loves us and died for us so that our sins could be forgiven to restore our relationship with our Father. Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus overcame the world when he died on the cross and he walked out of the tomb alive. By overcoming sin, death, and the grave, he showed us that he is the one we can truly trust to save us. He overcame the world in its tribulations, and he gives us the victory through faith in him. We overcome life's tribulations on account of Jesus. Jesus said, I have said these things to you so that in me, you may have peace. And this is just like Memorial Day in that those who fought for our nation have overcome and therefore we live in peace. Jesus overcame sin, the root cause of our tribulation when he died on the cross. His blood cleanses us from all of our sins. And his resurrection shows that the victory is complete because the worst of sin's consequences, death, is overcome as Jesus, who died, stands alive. Because he's risen from the dead, we will rise. We will overcome on account of Jesus. Tribulation and peace. Tribulation is all too often the norm in people's lives. But Jesus has overcome the world. And he injects peace. Peace that surpasses human understanding into our lives to guard our hearts and our minds in that peace. Even in the midst of tribulation, we have peace in Jesus. Amen.